You know what I thought I might not do anymore? You know what I thought I might not do anymore? What? You know what? Let me word this a different way. What I've decided I'm going to do now is perhaps I'm not gonna not gonna introduce the guest. They've read the they've read the name of the guest on the episode name. Why would I then say give some big elaborate introduction to somebody who, like, if you clicked it, you probably already know who's gonna be? You know, you know what? Let me start over. Cut that part out, ladies and gentlemen. Let me please welcome to you, <laughs> and I hope you also feel as welcome as I am flattered that you've decided to join me. George Basil is on the Hell program. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. I need a big elaborate introduction for my ego. So thank you for doing it. Okay. So let me start over with a little more compliments. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the no, very no. funny, the very no. handsome, the great hair having gentleman that is George Basil. Now I'm turning like red, like oh, blushing. A little blushing. Oh yeah, man. I get I get blushy too. I'm a real. Yeah. I you know I for somebody who for somebody who comes out and says compliment me, I'll accept them all day. When somebody compliments me, I'm like, oh, gotta I go. I don't know how to take it. I know it's something I actually work on because it. it I would do when I was doing improv shows in New York. Uh, the bathroom was. There was only one bathroom, and so when we were finished our show, we'd come out from backstage, and you'd pass the bathroom, and there would inevitably be this huge line. And I'd stop and thank everybody for coming. Uh-huh. And it's a weird time to stop and say anything to someone when they're holding piss or poop <laughs> as much as they can, and they're just like, I, I don't want to talk to you. But I, I learned pretty quickly that even after a bad improv show, people were really nice. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, that was great. <laughs> and if I felt bad about myself, I would sort of refuse their uh, compliment. And it's such whoa, a shitty. Whoa, me... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'd be like, oh, no, that one wasn't good. I, I, that last week was way better or something. And then it would make them feel like shit for trying to make me feel good. So I'm trying to still learn how to do that. You know, out. honestly, um, I, I have to say, I've had the same lesson in wrestling, this exact yeah. thing. Because when somebody goes, oh, that was a great match, I'm like, you don't know a great match. You, yeah. don't, know, you don't know what it's supposed to look like. You, yeah. How the heck How the heck can you say that was a great – like, that was dog shit, man. You don't know. <laughs> but instead I go, wow, thank you. Because I know exactly. you really meant, like, I was great, which, you know, yeah. I have to – I have to let myself hear that I'm great sometimes That's to I mean. try to start believing it myself. And absolutely. That's the exact reason to try and actually hear it and accept it. And <clears throat> I did the same thing you're saying. It's just like, even now a compliment is quickly replied with like, Oh, thank you. That's really nice. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Badass. But deep down, man, God, I hate me. <laughs> well, where's where's your damage? What what's the what's the I hate me? Where's that come from? Uh, it's like probably little nuanced accidental parenting shit that my parents did because my mom was an immigrant, and my dad was a cop, and they just didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like any parent, people, right. parents, oh, all parents yeah. are ill-equipped, and well, most children are accidents. And yeah, and grow up to be dumb dumbs. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to hold on to you know i mean that's probably it's probably a way different thing for you as a parent too now 
yeah. to go like, well, I gotta, I gotta navigate this a little bit differently than, than how, for sure. how, uh, there goes my alarm for the meter. <laughs> go put money in it. <laughs> gotta go put money in the meter. Yeah, you're totally right though. And it's also navigating it by trying to break new ground with parenting. So I didn't receive a whole bunch of physical attention or love, you know, mm-hmm. and because of that, I give my daughter a ton and it's weird. Cause sometimes I don't even know how or what the fuck I'm like hugging her and being like, yeah, I was mad a second ago and it, I didn't need to be, but I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. No one ever did that shit to me. So I don't even know if I'm doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, man, because like for me, uh, I I don't have kids, never had kids, but like my sister and I are 11 years of difference. So Uh I'm 11 years older than her. So my, my role as like a male figure in her, I, we didn't have a dad. There was no dad role model. So I was like, that was my role. I was that. And it's funny to see it now. She just turned 26 a couple of days ago. So oh, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Jess. I mean, sure. If you listen to this. <laughs> she, she, she has to. She better. She's your fucking sister. She don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like I learned when she was like 17, she told me this. She told me the story about how when she was in when she was in kindergarten, she had this like adventure gym. So they had like all these mats set up in her in in the uh, elementary school gymnasium, oh, and then yeah. they, they could like crawl Obstacle around and have like shit. Yeah, adventure gyms. Hell yeah. And in that, she got like this um, ringworm on her face. Oh wow! And I made fun of her for it oh. when I was I was I was in high school or something. Yeah. And I just made a joke about it a couple times, and she held on to that forever. Oh. And you and, had no idea. And you I didn't know. It. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't find out until she was 17 years old. And I'm like, you've been holding on to that since you were six yeah. years old? Like, all that time you've been holding on to that? And I'm like, please, please, please don't hold on to stuff like that. Please, please, well, please, if me. I ever do I'll something. I'll apologize. Yeah. I, I have to apologize so much for that. And then I have to, like, go back and try to go, like, all right, well, what standard did I hold on my – my role models, like, yeah. can't um, I have to humanize them. I have to totally. humanize these these people who I took outside of the realm of being just some person, just some flawed ass person. person. Yeah. You flawed ass individual. <laughs> yeah, all of us. I know it's it's really strange. Like what you're saying reminded me of something. Uh, it's even okay that you made fun of her because you're her older brother. Mm-hmm. But something in your sister, it shook something that, that made her sort of absorb it in a way that she couldn't just get rid of or talk to you about. And that's so fascinating, dude. It's just like we kick our own asses. Yeah, man. As kids, we're taught how to, yeah. I was, I was, I was always saying this about, and I, and I said it about my my own dad. I'm like, I mean, he was in and out. Like, yeah, he was in and out of my life. And when I was a kid, I was like, you know, he says things, and the second he says them, he stops thinking about it. It leaves his lips, and he stops and thinking soft, about yeah. it, and it's in my head for the rest of my days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, God, how powerful those things are. Like, and 
introducing me to shit that I didn't need to know about at 12 years old. Yeah. Like uh, just through his words that he wasn't thinking about. Yeah. So I was like, well, I got to be more conscious about what I'm saying. And then here I am, the same jerk who's got who's got Jess holding on to ag- anger and aggression at me for 10 plus years. Like, yeah. ah, I know. Um, I'm my dad. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy how we repeat the trauma by accident or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So be careful about how perfect you think you are. Because you're just a flawed ass human too. Everyone out there, be careful how perfect you think you are. You're a dipshit. And we love you, but you're a dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) There's this guy. uh, And I actually, I meant to talk to you about it because I heard you talking on a different podcast about about being Greek. Yeah. And like visiting Greece a lot. This guy, uh, we called him, he was in my family. Uh, he was like he was like my cousin's best friend, and he lived with us. Cool. So uh, we called him Mike the Greek. It was uh-huh. Mike Calamaris. And wow, the, very Greek. Calis uh, Calamaris. Calamaris, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he would tell us stories of Greece. He would say, if like the gypsies come up and try to talk to you, just spit on them. Just spit yeah. right on them. And I was like. Uh, uh-uh. I'm not. I, I don't even want to go to Greece if you if it's acceptable to just spit on people. Spit on I don't people, know if that's yeah. a place where I want to be. Wild West, saliva, <laughs> Wild West, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Don't spit on them. But like, he would tell you like all worse. kinds of magical shit about Greece. And that's the thing that I hold on to yeah. because I was that's told it when I was 12 thing. years old. <laughs> yeah, you're like wow. I don't ever want to go there. I don't want to have to spit on someone. Right. It's like, uh, I just, just have a pack of gum and I would just spit the piece of gum at them. Because I think spitting in general is pretty gross. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like like bodily fluids being expelled onto the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never thought it was acceptable. I never thought peeing outside was cool. Like yeah. It was never a thing I was really into. Uh, so much so I, that like I'd rather pee myself in the snow than pee outside when I was a little kid. That's an oh, actual man. thing that I did. It's eh, keeping yourself warm. You're a survivor. Oh yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was totally for warmth. Yeah, experience the warmth. Plus, your mom was cleaning up your your underwear. Yeah, she was doing my laundry. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, I anyway anyway we can do hula hoops around, jump through hoops to justify peeing yourself. Yeah, mom will take care of it. I had to. I had a couple COVID and piss emergencies, in the sense that I had to pee so bad driving around LA, and nobody's public yeah, they restrooms. All closed their open. bathrooms. I don't understand yeah. how like having a closed bathroom is preventing this this disease. I mean, I get safety. Be safe. Be cautious. Yes. Yeah. But I don't understand totally. how closing the bathrooms has anything to. do. I mean, I guess please. Really, I'm not an expert. Like, I never claim yeah. to be an expert. Not, not, not an You're a official doctor, dude. <laughs> you know the ins and outs. I don't know. I mean, I guess it. it, it you think of a gas station. Uh, you're going to walk in. You're not even going to walk in. If you just get gas, you're going to do it at the pump. You're going to fuck off. If you need to get stuff from inside, Diet Coke, tampons, whatever. You are going to walk in, grab it. 
Diet. What was the Excellent. first thing you said there, George? You said diet. Diet Coke. Okay, Diet Coke. I thought you said a dye, a Coke. Like it was. I thought it One was like single dye, a Coke, <laughs> a tampon. I can make anything out of that, dude. That's a party. It's like, uh, oh, I want to change the color of something real quick. Let's put some dye on. <laughs> Bloop, bloop, and then roll one die. Oh, die. I see. <laughs> Even better. Uh, <laughs> but you can go in and do stuff without touching anything nowadays. But if you go into that bathroom, all bets are off. There's jizz on the ceiling. You don't want to, you don't want to be under that. I mean, I mean, but has jizz caused anyone COVID? Good question. <laughs> and that, <laughs> I'm going to Google Dr. Fauci's email. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, George, can I check your Google history real quick? Yeah, yeah. Does jizz cause COVID?" Dear Doctor Fauci, does jizz cause COVID? You, why did you Google search that whole question? <laughs> it's, it'd be funny if you just started typing it out and it predictively texted that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, many, well, so many people. Ask. Yeah, tons of people want to know the truth about COVID. Yeah. I'd, I bet jizz doesn't transmit it. Yeah, if I had to guess. Yeah, and and you're even, a wrestler. Even, even like poop or yeah. sweat or I mean, it's no, it's airborne. It's a, it's a. Maybe if you sneeze, maybe maybe a, maybe a face jizz. That's what oh, I call yeah. sneezes now. Yeah, yeah, face jizz. If you get face jizzed, <laughs> yeah, you do. You definitely got COVID. Even if the other person didn't have COVID, that's where COVID is born. Is <laughs> in a face jizz. <laughs> And then that's. I, I think I think if you Google face jizz, it's going to be way different than sneezing. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to do it and learn. I just want to learn. <laughs> so, what were you going to say about the wrestling? Oh, you're a wrestler. I think that's so badass, man. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, I grew up loving. I grew up. I was such a lucky kid to be in the era of. Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, and then all the old badasses like Junkyard Dog were still around, and you know Coco Beware and all those super excellent entertainers. I think Macho that Man. was just a smidge before my time. Before yeah. my time of being a fan, uh, that was a little bit before me. Like I think my fandom came in like '96. Wow. Um, Who was like, that? Who were like, like the top? Undertaker? That was like hell yeah when Kane first debuted. Yeah. Uh, the the debut of Kane, Hell in a Cell, ninety seven, or I think it was uh, was it ninety six or ninety seven. I think that was when I was like officially hooked. But I think fish hooked. No, when I was fish hooked originally. <laughs> Fished yeah, in by Kane. <laughs> Fished in by Kane. But but uh, I think I was officially hooked by uh, the WrestleMania. Right before that was um. Bret Hart and, my, and Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin, that okay. I Quit match with the with the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was crap. what was like. I think that might have been uh, right in the they'd era always, when I became a fan. Yeah, they'd always really get you with like uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was King Kong Bundy that got bloodied up or if it was Hogan, but that those WrestleManias. Match. Yeah, was it Hogan? It was Hogan, huh? It was like, Hogan was he was gig happy back then. Like, hell yeah, he, he was, was like, you sneeze on him a little bit. Not only he is he like, going to get the COVID, but he's going to he's going to bleed all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you face jizz on Hogan back then. Yeah, when it comes blow. crashing down and it hurts inside, 
uh it was just such a cool thing the the there are these two dudes the bushwhackers i saw because i go i lived in baltimore like i said so my dad would take me to the convention center and we'd catch some live wrestle matches and it was like ah, as a kid i was so amped and i think i've actually said this on another podcast but my entire like the hours that I logged watching stand-up comedy, it was some New York feed from a club in New York, maybe that comedy under the, the cellar or some shit was on for a solid hour right before late night WWF would come on. At the time it was WWF. And I, I remember trying so fucking hard to stay up because it was like, like 11 and I was a kid, so it was like I'd have wet rags and shit and just be laying there in my bed with my TV on and be laying like <laughs> – I definitely didn't know how to masturbate yet because I would have just done that. <laughs> so I was like preteen kid trying to stay awake, like cold water rags. It's like, all right. Now, <laughs> now I, don't know, I don't know to be concerned here, but George has got cold rags all over his room. Yeah. I think he discovered how to masturbate. Yeah, we need to sit down and have a conversation with it. Meanwhile, nope, <laughs> haven't figured it out yet. Like you... girls, but didn't didn't know what to like about it. Do, do you follow uh, Jessica Kirsten or Kirsten uh, on follow Instagram? on Instagram and stuff? No, yeah. dude, Instagram is like I'm. I'm glad I saw your message. I don't. I that's the only only social media that I have, and <clears throat> I think I only put. It, I, I'll go to it on my phone if I here like if someone's like hey do you know jessica kirsten it's the easiest way to see a picture of somebody okay but then i close it right away and i never ever want to she did this she did this video where she was talking to her daughter she was like i I think we're gonna have a conversation about the birds and the bees and i Uh I don't want to i don't want to quote this wrong but she was like and she was like no, it's says talk about sex. And the little girl was like, so birds have sex with bees? Are these gay bees? What is going on? Like, she was asking way more questions about why it's birds and bees that are associated with a sex talk. Well, good for her. She followed, you know, she followed the right lead. Because what you does gotta the ask, You got to ask the, the tough questions. Get to the heart of it, man. Uh, yeah, I'll look that person up. I'm sure when... you know her. I'm, I'm sure you know who it is. She's a comic, a New York, a New York comic. Then yeah, I do know her, and that daughter's mine. <laughs> do you, dude? You know what's fun? I'm, I want to say very much, very much appreciation. So yeah. I feel so so privileged and so lucky that Two. you that you were able to check my to check my oh, message and get back. Yeah, to me. Like, Fuck yeah, awesome. I loved it. Thanks for having me, man. It's great. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out and. Uh, Liking the work and then calling me handsome was huge. It's just all. Oh. <laughs> oh, that that oh that part was that was that was that was the closer. That was, that was your intro for yourself. <laughs> That's how you introduce yourself. Uh, Did I say that about myself? Here, here, let me let me open up with something you might not know about me. <laughs> I'm handsome. Uh, yeah, I do. I appreciate it. It's really nice i did a podcast not long ago with a couple guys in new york that were both really sweet and you know it's not (coughs) bless you i don't think it's usually yeah face jizz is what i meant to say not bless you (laughs) that's what i'm gonna scream now 
I, uh, <laughs> people don't usually ask you on your on their podcast to be mean to you, so it's a pretty good, good way to say, like, yeah, sure. Did, did they ask you to be mean to them? Yeah, it was a nasty. It was like an S and M, like shaming podcast. I liked it. Do you want to kind of do you want to plug what that podcast was so people can listen to your meanness? <laughs> it wasn't really, and I don't remember <laughs> what the fuck it was called. Oh wait, oh no, I don't remember. No, I, I I really didn't want you to plug it. <laughs> fuck them. Sending traffic elsewhere. It's like a detour. <laughs> hey, like, hey, oh. pause this podcast. Go listen to that one. And if you yeah. feel like it, come back to this one when Resubscribe. you're done. Unsubscribe from this one. Resubscribe after you've listened to the other one. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's cool as hell that you're a wrestler. And like, uh, I just didn't even think of it back then because they were so much, they were bigger than life. Yeah. They were the biggest stars and they were so athletically gifted that I never was like, oh, I mean, I played as a wrestler and my poor younger sister would get like her <laughs> DDT or and shit. I'd pile drive that poor little girl and she'd be like, I am so, I'm so happy she doesn't have any spinal cord damage. Yeah. But, I, I used to. I used to do Undertaker choke slams to my little sister all the time. Yeah, she's like perfect size. Right, like exactly. Smaller for you to just safely <laughs> smash. Undertaker choke slam. Rock bottom. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you actually did it, and I think that's pretty badass. So well, I mean, when I was when I was a kid, man, when I was a kid, all I wanted, to, all I wanted, to, really wanted to do at first was I wanted to be a comic. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, like. My whole childhood, and then around like '96, I found wrestling, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is what I want to do." And uh, and I was like, "Maybe I want to do this instead of comedy." And then didn't realize till like I was years into wrestling that I could do both things. Yeah, and I also didn't realize that I could have a podcast about it because those didn't exist yet. <laughs> You invented them. Right. <laughs> but I, I say this all the time, and please take it and apply it if it's something that works for you. When I was a kid, I said I wanted to be a comedian, and I said I wanted to be a podcaster. Or I'm sorry, I said I wanted to be a wrestler, but I didn't say I wanted to be a podcaster because podcasting didn't exist yet. So like in moments when you feel like aimless, maybe it, maybe the thing that you're really looking for and the thing that really like lights your fire doesn't exist yet. Just be patient. And like, yeah. have some grace with yourself. Like, you're not some loser. I mean, not yet. I love that. Not until you don't. Find <laughs> yeah, you're not dead yet, loser. So, uh, <laughs> no, that's a great message, dude. Because, uh, yeah, just as as recently as like yesterday, I think I was. I haven't worked in a while, and then as an actor, it's like, wait, am I an actor, or have I just been lucky enough to get a couple acting jobs, and now I'm a dipshit and I get to hang out here and <laughs> bless you face jizz <laughs> uh, space jam <laughs> that's the new space jam <laughs> the yeah it was it's just it's way nicer to be cool to yourself and uh, give yourself the, the benefit of the doubt or something and be nice 
So do you, do you do stand up also? No, I tried it twice and I, I didn't give it enough of a shot. I think it was just too easy for me to get up on a, an improv stage that like just black box. Mm-hmm. Infinity playing you know you can do fucking anything you can be in a car if you put a chair down and sit there and go like this you can be in a palace if you go welcome to my palace and i was like hell yeah that's magic so that's what i started doing and did it every single night in new york for six years and then when i came to la i was like i should i've been scared of stand-up for so much i watched a ton of it in austin at Velveeta Rome and stuff. Watched a lot of great comedians, but then I tried it here at an open mic twice, and I hated it. <laughs> well, I hated it's so it. soul crushing. <laughs> yeah, it it's... can be. It very much is, but what it leaves in so many people is a crushed soul, right. and it's permanently crushed. And I hated like. I wanted to make friends, man. I wanted to go smoke a joint with all these guys and like have a drink there and then walk outside and meet them and have fun. And this is not every, obviously, like a stand-up community. But I saw it in more than one place. They're just like standing in the back. I just found improv so much more supportive. I'd sit in a fucking show with four other people in the audience and seven people on stage at the magnet more people on stage than in the chairs right. and you just love it and you clap mm-hmm. and you tell them that they're doing great and you support them well that's, uh, that's like dude honestly i think that the yes and is huge. the way just to live your life and i totally. love the yes and to anything and everything oh yeah totally. that, that's what keep, like welcome to my palace yes yes and, and that's a great palace <laughs> yeah for sure and it's it is i think you're right it's the building blocks of just having a good solid mm-hmm. time on the planet as a human but i i love so many comics especially like the old schoolers that like bill hicks when he would get up and start saying shit on that microphone that you were like whoa he's right ha 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 he's right ha 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 he's right that's what stand up sh- to me should have always been like they have such a powerful medium to like be funny but also say shit against well like whatever the government or i have to say dude like open mics can be tough what was the what was the open mic that you went to it's here it was the basement of the hollywood hotel i'm sure any like proper stand-ups would say that that's a tough one or it's not friendly dude, down there open but... mics open mics suck dude like i think yeah. a lot of times you go you're going to open mics and the only other people there are comics who just want to get their shit in yeah. and and it's like and it's like you're they're not really there to laugh that like i think that's why i gave up on my open mics a long time ago yeah it was just like all right i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to sit and hear these people's jokes that i heard yesterday 
Well, right. That yeah, aren't he's... getting over today like they didn't get over yesterday, but they're <laughs> yeah. still trying them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop going to open mics for a while. So I, I think I stopped going for a while. I didn't like completely stop. I'm like, I didn't, I quit these open mic things. Cause yeah. that's, that's the way to get, you know what I mean? That's the way to get seasoning. You know, that's like, I'm not, sure. I'm not a, I'm not a name. I'm not a draw. And so I can't go, Oh, here's Corey Castle with zero TV credits in the comedy realm. But yeah. sure. Go ahead and go ahead and book me. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's and here it might be different than where you're at. And New York had such a crazy, rich stand-up world. But yeah, I, I spent I spent a outright amount of time in the in the New York scene. Yeah, as well. I mean, you're so close. Yeah, it's just two and a half hours. It's like a train ride. I'm just yeah. <laughs> That's the totally. that's the noise the train makes. Yeah, that's that final train, dude. It's a bullet that train. Last tunnel, yeah, it's three bullets. <laughs> this, is, this is the place to get train sound effects. You're ever looking for, you're ever looking for for uh, effects to put over your B roll. Yeah, come right here. You're at the right place. I uh, yeah I, I know I should have probably tried stand up more but i think i'd already had such a great time doing improv that i was like nah i like improv it teaches me a little bit about acting and about staying grounded and about being fucking crazy face jizz and i'm happy here so fuck trying something new (laughs) (laughs) well like so many improv so many improv comics are also stand-up comics. So you'd think that an open mic would break out in like a improv. God, that'd element. be so great. Yeah, like, I'd love that if the two that, worlds were able to find a way. Yeah, of if, they, comedy. If, if they could merge together, and, and like one of the, and it would be a, a cool little black box theater for open mic stand-up. Like that'd be like there's also a, a completely built-in support system there. Totally. Like yeah. you're. You're not doing comedy to a bunch of people who are bitter and not ready to laugh and not ready to support and not ready to clap. Dude, right. one of my favorite things to do is to collaborate and sort of like listen to people's bits and like you know, go give some notes or like hear some notes on some stuff that I did. Like that's some of my favorite shit. Like I will sit yeah. – I will sit sometimes at like 4 a.m. and just hang with friends who are – all over the all over the country on yeah. on the virtual stuff, and we'll just we'll just uh, read stuff out of our books and oh yeah, and just uh, just try stuff out. I think that's awesome. I wish that would happen, man. The the like uh, there are walls ups for some reason. Like improvisers don't get along with stand ups and vice versa, or however it goes. I don't fucking care it. The Magnet did a pretty good job of having shows, stand-up shows, then an improv show, then a stand-up show. But there was never an integration of the two where it's just like, hey, let's have a stand-up and then another one. And then maybe those two stand-ups can get up and do a scene with an improviser or the improviser can get – I don't know. It would have been cool. That that sounds fun. Maybe yeah. let's make it a thing. Let's okay. Let's talk to some folks who know some things about stuff and say, yeah. "Hey, folks who know things about stuff, we got stuff you got to know about." 
You got to know about it. And you are millionaires, we hope. No? <laughs> oh, well, we'll be going. And thank you for your time. Face jizz. Out. <laughs> I had I this bit that I, it's not a bit I've ever done on stage, but it's a bit that I just do with my friends when I'm talking about it. When I was, when I was, when I was going, I went into public school. I used to be in Catholic school. I went into public school when I was like in sixth grade and I met my first atheist. I had never met anyone who told me they were an atheist. Somebody in sixth grade at 12 years old had it all figured out already. So, yeah. <laughs> so he was, I like, to me, this was such a foreign concept to hear that someone was an atheist. Cause I was in Catholic school for all those years. And I was just like, what, what is he mad about? He's just mad about something. He was mad about <laughs> that. They said one nation under God in the, in the pledge of allegiance. And then, and then I was like, what am I going to do if this guy sneezes? What am I going to say? Like, that was what was going on in the back of my head. So I was just, like, waiting, but, like, nervously waiting for the day when that would happen. And when he sneezed, I finally just went, you sneezed. <laughs> oh, If I could go back in time, I would say, face jizz. Face jizz. <laughs> yeah. And everybody would have been like, what did you say? Well, one of these Creep. days you're going to listen to this podcast. You don't know what a podcast is? You're an idiot. They don't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you're not a, you're not a loser yet, loser. Hey, you're not dead yet, loser. You're not a total loser till you die from it. He was such a loser, it killed him. <laughs> he died from losing. Losing. <laughs> no, don't even put even G death. in it. Keep. Keep, keep the G out. It was just losing. Uh, what is your, can I ask, what persona do you, when you start to cultivate the personality of wrestler that you are, uh-huh. it's obviously like this huge block of physical ability uh-huh. and athleticism, but then it's that other block, which we love so much, like whether it's The Undertaker just being this fucking dark, crazed like lunatic or you know ultimate warrior freaking everybody out uh how did you cultivate yours or where are you still um i i am an imperfect person an imperfect wow. human in a flawed cons- human in, in, in a constant state of changing and evolving Hell so yeah. my character in wrestling for yeah. sure is constantly changing and evolving uh for the last couple of years, I've been doing kind of like a Rick and Morty thing in wrestling where like uh, I have the access to alternate universes where yeah. I have alternate universe versions of me who come and like get get into the fight. And then like they do all the 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 hard work and they like if somebody's got to get hurt, then it's going to be them and not me. But yeah. like also we can't touch each other because uh-huh. if we touch each other, then two two. Two matter, two forms of the same matter can't can't exist in the same space. Same yeah. So if we hit each other, if we touch each other, we explode and we don't exist anymore. Uh. <laughs> and then I always go, "Haven't you ever seen Time Cop?" <laughs> That's exactly the justification for why we can't touch each other. So if another version, another alternate universe version of me is in the ring and he's getting beat up and he goes, tag me in. I'm like, wait, you nuts. You don't know. You don't know. We can't touch each other. <laughs> Have you ever seen time cop? 
That's outstanding. So that's that's something I've been doing. <laughs> Excellent. What a tag team partner. You don't even reach out. You're like, hell no. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, but man, I, very, very welcome to, I think, I always want to make sure I, I state how important it is that I say on the record how valuable to me the effort, the currency of your effort is. The currency of your time and your attention are super important to me, and I'm very, very grateful, very, very grateful oh. that you'd allow yourself to be on the record on my 237th episode. Hey, 38th episode. Hey. Oh, what are you nuts? What are you nuts? You don't even know. You're... I don't even know my number. You don't That's even my know. Number. No, but, uh, but oh. I mean, how important it is. So, I mean, I want to give you this opportunity at this point to just tell, ask me anything you want to ask me. Yeah, just, great. Just give you the, give you the floor. Give you, pay you back the effort. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I will have some questions. Thanks, though, for being uh, so generous, generous-ish, generous Generous. Generous. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> uh, what questions do I have, man? I guess the wrestling one was a big one because I'm so fascinated by that. Do you tour oh, yeah. and stuff? Do you, do you fight mostly in Philly? Um, I... These days, nothing. These days, yeah. these days, <laughs> these nothing. days not no a lot. No live, nothing. Kind of uh, Jersey, Delaware, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, like cool. that loop. Some New York. I I did a I did a show in Knoxville, like or Nashville, like two years ago. But, Hell yeah, that sounds like fun. I don't uh, I don't really travel very much. Yeah. Uh, but that was the only one where I got flown somewhere. So I was like, well, yeah, hell, I'll take it. No one ever flew me anywhere. I'll take that. <laughs> you want to put me in a plane? Okay. You think I'm worth not only what you're paying me, but then on top of that, how to much a ticket me. costs for an airplane? Oh, when shucks. In, when in actuality, they just don't trust that you'll get there on your own. <laughs> They think they're like, there's no chance Corey's going to be here on the day that we need him here. Put him on a plane, tie him up if you have to. Uh, I felt the same way that there was always from my first jobs. One of my first jobs was an HBO comedy uh, ad campaign mm-hmm. for the internet, and I you were you were advertising the internet because it needed I, the press. it needed the press. yeah. Yeah, the internet. Like, was... Welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah, they were just about to roll out the internet, uh-huh. and they needed a face. Uh, Hi, I'm the internet. <laughs> I'm it was like those Justin internet. Long commercials. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an internet. <laughs> yeah, and the other guy was like, "I'm an ultranet." Get uh, out of here, ultranet! You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what's funny. Get out of here! You don't. You don't have all the answers, idiot. Uh, it was for HBO comedy and I booked it. I was living in New York and I remember going to this uh, casting place and 
the director in LA liked me. It was like this. It was like via Skype or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they they were like, "Great, you got the job, man! It's so huge." I was fucking floored. I just had my daughter, so I was like, "Well, maybe I don't have to work at the Apple Store <laughs> for that much longer." But I did, and they flew me and put me up at a hotel on the west side, like at the beach. And I was here for like a week and it was a dream, dude. I was just like, wait a second. You're taking me there and putting me up there. And <laughs> I'm just allowed. I walked through the doors of the hotel and it was early in the morning because of the time difference, I guess. And they were like, good morning, Mr. Basil. As I walked through and I was like, is my dad here? Who just <laughs> said that to me? Cause no one talks to me like that. Right. Uh, yeah. So it was a cool thing to, you know, get a little, it pumps you up and you're like, hell yeah, I get flown here. <laughs> oh, I, I, dude, <laughs> I was hanging at the airport. I was hanging at the airport and, uh, and I was at the bar with another wrestler and he was like, Oh, can we, let's do a shot, dude. Let's, let's do a shot. And the, the bartender at the airport was like, no, we don't let people, we don't do shot. We're not allowed to give you shots here at the airport bar. Cause like somebody overserved somebody and they caused a ruckus on a plane. So we're not allowed to do that anymore. And I was like, huh. So, okay. So then let me get a vodka soda. <laughs> But no soda. <laughs> it's just and to me. I was see. like, I was like, imagine being the bartender. Imagine being the bartender who's getting fired Be like, <laughs> for overserving some for dipshit over somebody. Like, and I'm like, you're putting a lot of responsibility on a bartender. Like, yeah. it's a bar at an airport. Dude. At an airport, like it's. It's an airport bar. You got enough fucking problems. And TSA agents, when they're patting you down, they should be like, uh, don't overdo it at the bar. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, are you the type of douchebag who's going to overdo it at the airport bar? No shots. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – I can't imagine. Dude, I was a bartender for six years in Texas at a great place, but even great bars have shit folks and – it was like on Sixth Street where all the stuff is. And, uh, was that in Austin? Yeah. And it, it was, like I said, I, they were family members. Everybody that I worked with and a lot of the patrons were my family and social circles, essentially. But, man, there's just a twisted-ass feature to alcohol for some folks. And they don't know when to not do it. And they don't know how much not to do or to do. And then they're on a fucking plane all of a sudden and being like, it's like, what do you think? Like, that's what, like why they call it spirits. Like it gets in you. You're possessed by it. Totally. Uh, That's like, you, you gotta, you gotta exercise. You You gotta exercise your ability to be possessed. You better have a good spirit, dude. <laughs> if you're a bad spirit, we'll see it, and we're not gonna like it. We're gonna, well, you're not, gonna let you, not gonna let you fly on this airplane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. Uh, it, yeah, I would never trade it ever. The, the The service industry, my time in it was so incredible, and 
the relationships were so good. Is, is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? We're going to show yep. up right here. This was the next part of the competition. All right, here goes. I think yours is cleaner. I can already tell. I haven't. I mean, I washed it like four days ago. Holy shit, dude. Yours is really long, too. Oh, man. You've got yours like in a bun. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Corey, look at you, dude. Check this, bro. <laughs> Here we go. We're just going to be dudes who are just hanging out. No big no deal problem. or whatever. I mean, nah. we're going to just. <laughs> I got to let this dog out. Do you have dogs? I don't. No. Um. Honestly, my my family lives across the street from me. My uh, yeah. my mom, my brother, and my sister live across the street, and uh, they have a dog. And uh, I get all my dog time in with and going over and hanging out. Then you I, get to go home. I, yeah, I, great. I love. Uh, yeah, exactly. I love. I love hanging out with dogs. I love attention from dogs. I love shaking a dog's head. Yeah, those are like my favorite things to do. Uh, but I, can't, I don't have to. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to walk them. I don't have to pick up. Don't have to pick up their shit. Yep. Right. You don't have to feed them. Which I've got two, and they're very big. Uh, and I don't know why. My 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 neighbors across the street on the other side have these big dogs that I get to play with, and That's I don't good. have to. I don't have to take them out. I don't. Uh, you can just, wave goodbye. We're like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna gonna rile you up, and then I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the best uncle relationship you could have. It's like get all toothy and start yanking on him, and then like, was, see ya. Have saying, fun playing with kids. <laughs> I was saying the most uncleiest thing I was talking about. Um, my my, I was blowing my nose earlier, and I was like. Thinking about my uncle, who whenever he blow his nose, it sounded like a like bullhorn, or like uh, if you're like dragging a chair across a wooden floor. Uh, and I was like, that's the uncleiest thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting out here blowing my nose, and it was like beep beep, and my roommate was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "That was me blowing my nose." I don't have I don't have one of those manly horn b- nose blows. Yeah. You're just like your cousin blow your nose. Yes. It's very gentle. <laughs> I I blow my nose like I'm your cousin. I will not only do a very little tweedly dee fairy sound when I blow my nose, but I'm gonna rile your dog up and then I'm gonna leave and you have to deal with it. Brutal. So <laughs> So um what are you? What are you? Um, what are you getting through the 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 panties with? What's uh, what's your uh, methods been so far? I have a hill. I'm really lucky to have it. I think I I moved here like a year before the panties, and so I I it's a tiny tiny like living situation, small quarters a big old outside wandering zone. So I started planting trees when I first moved in and I just kind of tend to them and make sure gophers don't kill them. And it's a lot of outdoor gardening, hill maintenance, like, you know, making weird retaining walls and stuff. Like right now that my homie that's here 
helping is we're going to flatten this piece of land and maybe put like hardscape it so that the cars can come in and out. I don't fucking do it. Hey, you just keep yourself going with like dumb shit that, you know, isn't saving the world, but well, it's yeah, dude, helping you. Your, your world is the most important thing. Like, sure, it is. Honestly, like when it comes back, when it comes back to, I think like even old, an old like Buddhist, I think it's old Buddhist thing was like tend to your garden. Yeah. Meaning like, don't worry about that person's, garden you tend to yeah. your garden that's because you can't you that's really what you affect. can control you can't exactly you can't control uh you can't control the fact that the the world's shut down and and that uh people aren't people aren't acting the way they should be acting like you yeah. you can control what you can control in effect that that's that's your hill to die on <laughs> sure go, <laughs> go ahead and die on it if you need to you loser <laughs> You dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Well, you finally died, didn't you, loser? Well, now you're definitely a loser. <laughs> Official you, loser. <laughs> you Sucks. were set out to do it, and you did it. <laughs> Congrats. But that's a lot of it. Did some traveling in, a, in like, you know, isolated ways where it took my daughter to Grand Canyon, just drove mm-hmm. when the fires and stuff were happening here in mm-hmm. California. Was she 12? Uh, she's 12, yeah. Okay. It's cuckoo. Uh, and then, so, but not much in the way of traveling. We had, my. she's a, her name's Lula. She's a big animation person. She mm-hmm. loves like comics and, and animation. And uh, she's an, an extraordinary illustrator herself. But oh, cool. yeah. And so we watched all of the, Studio Ghibli movies, and then I found out that there's a museum in Japan, and so I've never been to Japan. I made reservations to fly there to go to the museum. We were going to be there for ten days, and then that was April fifth through the fifteenth or something. And that was 2020. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so that's just like, go. no, that was a toilet sinker, dude. And mm-hmm. I set up so many things because I was scared of, you, of arriving in Japan and then just being like, I don't know what to do. So I had restaurant reservations, the robot place, the ninja place, the museum, like I mentioned, all this other stuff. Like, let's go to this owl cafe. And, and there was a, there was a, sure. a stand up. Stand-up comedy improv uh, robot, <laughs> robot ninja joint that you were thinking about checking out. Exactly. I was like, oh, that's the idea that I have to start here in Japan. <laughs> My own robot ninja improv stand-up cafe. Interesting. With yummy sandwiches. Uh, classic American burgers. But, uh, yeah, we can't do it in- you know that was the biggest uh, travel thing that we had lined up. But then, you know, yeah, like you said, everything shuts down. People are struggling, so it's like sit tight and make sure your hills in order. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like my hair down either, huh? I, I very much dislike it. It's... I fucking hate. It. It's like such a pain in the ass. It's a uh, <sighs> too much. 
too much uh, in my eyes and in my mouth. And it touches uh, my ears. It touches it. Why can't things be my favorite way all the time? <laughs> I don't like when things are my least favorite. This sucks, and this sucks too, and this sucks, and this sucks too. <laughs> Somebody come and fix everything. Oh, I wish Santa was real. Oh, and Jesus, and Easter bunnies. Well, oh, the okay. reason I was talking about Mike, Mike the Greek, also. Was oh yeah. Another thing is a uh, he was a uh, gambler. He was a very flawed human. Um, and uh, sounds Greek. He West you. <laughs> he was kind of he was kind of disrespectful to people and um I I mean I loved him because he was kind of part of my family, but like I kinda didn't like him very much. And and uh, we we would always talk about we would always talk about like he, he came and saw me wrestle once. And that was like probably like two thousand three. So it's a really long time ago. So for all the years after 2003, every time he saw me, he'd go, wrestling. I yeah. thought that was funny. But, that and then, and then, then he would come around and we would talk about Sons of Anarchy. We wow. had a mutual like for the show, Sons of Anarchy. But then like he would say things like, why is, why is Jack's always crying? I'm like, Oh, you mean like after his best friend gets killed? Oh, you mean after his wife gets murdered? Oh, yeah, you, oh, I don't understand that. <laughs> well, well, oh, you, you mean you mean an actor who's acting? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> like with emotions, like humans should have. When you're talking about people, like you can just easily robot ninja kill somebody and not ever worry about it. Like, and and I just always kind of thought he was like a dickhead. Right. Yeah. So, um, he, he could be, he, he died and, oh, and I, then. and I wasn't sad and I was sad about not being sad. Yeah. How, and, how did he die? What happened? Uh, he had some, some, something, something, yeah. some, 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 something exploded inside his head. Oh, some sort man. of aneurysm thing. Oof. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Some brain explosion. Brain explosion. So, so, <sighs> Um, I, I was, I was talking to one of my really good friends and I was, I was just talking to her about how upset I was about him, not uh, about me not being upset until uh, e even if like, even, even after I was like one of the pallbearers in his funeral like, really, and I was like, I, I, I just, I, I, all the ceremony of it was kind of making me feel something, but I don't know if it was just the, because everybody else around me was sad. Um, and then, like, I was talking to my friend Brittany about it, and she was like, all the things that you're talking about is not who he is anymore. That's all human ego shit, and that's, uh, not, that's not what he is anymore. So you want to you wanna wish him well on his now his new path. And, yeah. And that's kind of like the, the difference I took from it. And I guess that's kind of the way I, the kind of the way I kind of apply it to forgiving people before they apologize, because hmm. it's like eh, maybe maybe this is coming from a place where you don't know that it's not healthy 
and maybe uh, you're on a path to eventually find that out, like me, who yeah. made fun of my little sister when I was 17 years old, and she held on to it for all those years. But yeah. I, I'm, it's like maybe when when you're being manipulative, sometimes maybe it's not because you're intentionally outside of your subconscious mind. Like that's some that's some built-in programming that does, that was designed to get you to your your money, your hill, your 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 trees that you're planting. Your, you know. So it's like I, I I found that as a as a as like a kind of therapeutical therapeutical. That's not a word. It's a good one though. I I think we know where. <laughs> where that fits yeah therapeutical but <laughs> then I, I i felt like that was a so bringing up all the the greek stuff and all the all the greece stuff maybe kind of go back to like full circle it back to going well like how, how like i can i can take all the fun stuff and like I like 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 I said, the wrestling thing, the the thing yeah. that he always says wrestling to me. If that and, made you laugh, yeah, yeah. And and like I got to meet his mom once, and she like came from Greece, and she wasn't she didn't speak any English, and I think I made maybe I met her like twice, and yeah. she didn't speak any English, and she just thought it was so cool that I was a wrestler, and yeah. like <laughs> like wanted me to like wanted me to like pile driver send her pictures and like sign pictures and like stupid stuff i mean i'm like all right i get it like i'm not like i'm not like a i'm not like in the wwe or anything but but they loved it they loved that you were uh, yeah you know this thing it's really cool so forgiveness man that's what i'm saying forgiveness i think that is it yeah forgiveness dude Today and forever, until you're dead, you fucking loser. <laughs> you, you died from loserdom. <laughs> Always forgive until you die from being a loser. <laughs> that's, that's, a, as good as that's like a, that's like a, the the Jack Handy quotes from SNL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those beautiful haikus, almost positive. Deep thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, it's interesting that it, to to lose somebody that was was he your age older? He was he was older. He was yeah. probably ten years older, something like yeah. that. Yeah. But um, did did you ever did you ever uh, dream about the SNL stuff? That was my biggest dream. Biggest yeah. dream, for sure. We're, well, because Eddie Murphy was on it, and I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan, and then. Um, Everybody was so fucking good on it, man. Martin Short, like they were so classic. Uh, it was it was really cutting edge TV for a while back then yeah. with the early cast being being live made it interesting and special. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case anymore. I don't think. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> but are you not, are you not uh, watching it anymore? Oh God, dude! I haven't seen it, and I don't see anything though. The TV's off. I'll oh. I'll stream movies or some shows that my daughter likes, but okay. I don't watch anything. Like you mentioned, Sons of Anarchy. I worked with that dude. Uh, that, well, I guess one of the guys from it. He was on Flaked, uh, sort of 
gray, long hair, had a beard, heavy set dude. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, something. Could be. Could also be Jeff. Could be Sean. <laughs> what if it was Ron? You know, could be Ryan, Ron. Ron, Jeff. Ryan, Ron, Jeff, Sean. Ryan, Ron, Jeff, Sean. Uh, uh, he's got a he's got a he's got a really long IMDb page. If you ever yeah. looked him up on IMDb, you'd be it's scrolling for hours. Oh yeah, you can't even you can't type it in and hope to find him. Uh, if you do it wrong, it'll be like, "Did you mean Ryan, Ron, jo- Jeff, Sean?" Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, uh, nope, that's not him. That guy's too young." He was such a sweet dude. He he was like, "Man, you're so good on this show," and. Uh, I was like, thanks. I wish I could. I know you're on a hit show. I wish I could repay the compliment, but I just don't watch shit. But anyway. <laughs> I just uh, don't watch stupid ass shit. I don't watch losers on TV, sir. <laughs> uh, no offense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the compliment and carry on. <laughs> Loser. I hope you die from losing. <laughs> The uh, so I I screen tested for SNL, in 2014. Mm. 2014 is that a year? Uh, yes. That, that but it does absolutely feel like it was probably 40 years ago now. It does. I mean, yeah. I did. I, 2020 I, felt like it was uh like infinity. <laughs> yeah, 20 infinity, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're gonna be in 20 infinity one, mm. 20 infinity two. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to go, so I was st- living in LA, but it was early on and I'm, f- I was friends, still friends with one of the, the head writers that was there then. And she, I, I don't, I didn't know she was going to do it, but she invited me to be a part of this like showcase here in LA and I did it. And then they were like, yeah, they want to see you in New York and screen chest for this thing. And, uh, I, improvised it so i fucking failed miserably like i got one laugh i did a george lopez impression yeah that's what i was gonna ask what were your what were your impressions don't you have to have like three impressions or something like i don't know yeah i don't know the 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 format i did mark Marin, so i tried to listen to his podcast i i listened to his it was right it was the year uh, robin um Robin, 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 Sean, Robin, Robin, Sean, just John, Robin Williams died this year. That it was that year. And so I think Mark Maron was replaying an interview with him. So I was listening to that and I was going to do a Robin Williams impression, which would have been in horrible taste. But instead I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just do Mark Maron. So I, I did a horrible fucking un untested unpracticed dude i can imagine you probably have a good mark Marin. actually yeah you know i probably do and i probably didn't the day that i screen tested for (laughs) snl because everything i did dude i did not prep unfortunately i didn't script anything out i knew i was gonna do this guy this character don't don't know where he's gonna go but i'll follow the laughs zero laughs i'll do this character yeah and then it goes no it's like vacuum sealed that studio is like you can't hear amoebas Mm -hmm. you can't hear shit and all the people sitting there eating popcorn or doing whatever 
they've been watching people all day, so they want to get up and move their asses. You know, they want to move their muscles. They're tired. Uh, I was called in for like a four o'clock audition, and it was like eight p.m. when I went up there. So I'd just been sitting in somebody's little cubicle writing room, waiting to go up. And then it was like, ah, oh, now I'm tired, and I need a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it, they, they weren't optimal circumstances, but again, mm-hmm. I should have been more prepared or maybe I shouldn't have. And maybe, uh, well, sometimes the key to the key to getting stuff sometimes is not giving a shit. And sometimes yeah. it's more than given. It's more than giving a shit. It's giving like yeah. tons of shits. Tons so of like, what's the middle ground? How many shits do you give? Yeah. Well, for SNL, if I honestly took it as seriously as my childhood self would have allowed, I'd have lost my – I would have shit my pants. I walked up to that stage that, that like, world-famous to me. Right. The no, world to me, too. To every, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we're yeah. comedy nerds. Like, right, right. The world doesn't care about this stage. It doesn't matter that celebrities get up there and do bad monologues and then people make fun. It's like, for me, walking up to it, I looked down and there were scuff marks. And I was like, holy shit. I'm about to walk up on this stage. All right. And then – you know, five or 10 minutes of disastrous <laughs> horseshit, make them ups. And then I was off. Don't call me. Don't laugh. Don't call me. Don't do nothing. Leave me do, alone. Do, uh, can, can I ask you, and I'm going to go back to something real quick. Well, I'm going to ask this question, then I'm going to move on. Um, what, what sound does an amoeba make? It's a, all right. It sounds like this. You never heard an amoeba. All right. It sounds like this. That was it. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> sounds like someone just drank a refreshing sip of a cup. Yeah. And you can hear them if there's a bunch of them. Oh, boy, you can hear them. And then you fucking really got a lot of stuff <laughs> real, to sort out. realize how many amoebas are in Sprite commercials. <laughs> Tiny little refreshing bastards, aren't they? <laughs> and that's where we came from, Corey. So remember that. That's yeah. where we came from. We are amoebas. That's the noise I make when I'm happy too. I can't believe it. Now, 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 now I got to go all the way back to where I came from. This, <laughs> this life is so cyclical. Sick and cyclical. Did you? Did you like? Um, or did you see? Don't think twice. The Michael Don't Biglia? think twice. Yeah, the Michael Bigley movie. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Chris Gethard was in it. Uh, Keegan Michael Key. I liked Kate McCucci was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's so good in it. Who else yeah. is in that? Uh, G- Gillian uh, Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs. Who was part? They were all the improv group, right? right. The people that were mentioning. Yeah. And then who else? Was there another woman on it? I forget her name. Um, the dark haired woman. Dark haired. Was it Tammy Sager? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yes. She's hilarious, by the way. It was Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> it was Josh, Ron, Harin, Sean, Python, <laughs> uh, Jizz Face. I did like it. I mean, it had an interesting look into improv, you know? It's, well, I mean, but in, it's Mike Birbiglia's look into improv. But um, <clears throat> the. The the idea of the support system that you were bringing up to me before, uh, then thinking about in that when they were like the same as 
as wrestlers and as 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 comedians, it was just like yeah. you're th- that egomania that takes. I I don't know why I said that like Macho Man Randy Savage. Egomania. But that egomania inside of it, it's like uh, we're like oh oh he was my student and that's why he got bleh. yeah 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 that 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 exists everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess it must. It sucks, but. There are some people that I bet aren't like that. Um, I don't know. Armando Diaz was the guy that ran the Magnet Theater, which is where I did most of my stuff all my time in New York. And he just really loved improv and he loved helping people figure it out, I think. And I think he got kicked a bunch or something while he was in Chicago. He came over with all the UCB, you know, doer goods, doer wells. Do-gooders? Do-gooders? Do, do, do something. Dump wells. So- dump wells, dude. I'm trying to say dump wells. <laughs> dump wells. No, dumb. Wait, yeah, do-gooders. Ne'er-do-wells. Aha! That's what I wanted. I don't think that that's what I wanted to say, but that's the, that's the word I wanted. So I think <laughs> I want... I think Gary Goldman did a bit about that. He was like, he was like ne'er-do-wells. They do well, nair. Nair. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Johnny B. Band for this reason. But he came, he was there with them, for, with Del Close. He had like a lot of firsthand inspiration from a lot of improv gods, I guess. But he was never on TV shows and he, he missed a, a lot of different. Mm opportunities it seems yeah, like that the, other people the, might have the, had the big shots came came and went and passed yeah, by, or, or came and hit right, right. next to him you know right. it's like yeah. it's like lightning always strikes but it's never hitting you and uh i I, he, I think he's a super happy dude i think he's a very talented guy so i don't think it really right. matters but it's well it's it it helps to to be to be uh I think he he might be in the mindset of other people's success isn't my failure, and that's yeah, which, that's exactly I think where the best place to be is. Fuck yeah, I like, I totally agree. That's, that, hopefully, and that's the way I, I like to think I am. I don't come out here and advertise myself as anything because yeah. uh, you know we, if, you, if you come out here if I come out here and I tell you I'm funny and I tell you I'm smart and we're talking for 15 minutes and I haven't made you laugh once and I yeah. haven't said anything except for stuff you can prove me wrong on then not only am not only am I unfunny and not smart I'm a fucking liar yeah you're a liar now so, and you're a loser so you're going to die right. sorry <laughs> you lied you lied and lost till you died from it but either way, I'm, I'm very much in the in the realm of. I'd hope that if you have the opportunity to yeah. share your voice, I absolutely know that your voice is way different than what mine is. So I please, I really do want to encourage you, pick back up, go past five episodes next time. Like, yeah, thanks. and I don't look at that as something that's a competition to me because. Your 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 path has been way different than mine, and your voice is going to be way different than mine. So I'm not saying that I'm not going to discourage you from absolutely finding exactly who you want to be, because I think 
this has in- incredibly helped me. Like I might have, I was way different when I first started this, like 238 episodes in, I'm a yeah. different dude. I was a 33 year old kid who, you know, I, I, I was, I had a wrestling podcast. Uh, when I, you know, I, I still have a wrestling podcast. We just celebrated our six years. Wrestle Rock. Everybody check that out. It's on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. But Hell yeah. How do you spell Wrestle Rock? R-A-S-S-L-E. Wrestle. Well, hell yeah. Cool. Wrestle. Wrestle. But, <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying, that when we, when we were starting it, I, I knew that there was t- – Tons of podcasts that I was already listening to that I liked the style and the format, and I knew Wrestle Rock wasn't that. I knew that we only had one hour, and we had to talk about the the current wrestling news. And I was like, I, I, "There's so much stuff I want to say that I just can't say. There's so many like jokes that I want to make that I can't make. And there's like moments where I want to like kind of give the people who are listening like a like a peek behind the curtain of who I actually am, but." I'm not, that's not the format up for it. So I'm going to start my own thing. And that was kind of by accident too. that was like, there was a, there was a studio, like a, a recording studio around my, around where I live in the suburbs of Philly. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, how much, how much do they charge you? My friend, my friend had a show there and she was like, nothing. What do you want your own show? And I was honestly, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want the show to be? And then I like pitched, I like typed out exactly what this show is, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna call it Evolving with Corey Castle." Like, oh yeah, like it just like all regurgitated itself into this text message, yeah. And that's what it's What's continued happening? to yeah. be. Yeah. That's badass, dude. And I think what I was doing was when I have conversations with people, like the kind of people who fascinate me like that that's why i the only the only kind of people i want to have on the show are people who i think have a very fascinating story or have a fascinating journey that's made them who they are so i would i would call a lot of people when i would just talk to them like before i ever started this i would go wow that's a really evolved way of thinking like you're you're a very evolved person so it seemed like it seemed like it was only natural to call it Evolving yeah. with Corey Castle because not only it's not just called Evolving with Corey Castle because that's my name that's like, yeah. f- for sure that's my gimmick name I'm no it's a gimmick but it's like it's like but you can you can listen and in the journey of it you can evolve with me mm-hmm. so it's not just called Evolving with Corey Castle because I'm the host of it it's like oh we're, come evolve with me. all of us yeah all yeah. all are evolving all of us. All of us. If you listen, I hope you like it, and I hope you continue to evolve with me. So that being said, if this is your first time ever checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, go back and check out the other 237 episodes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And uh, we're don't, starting with 238. Don't be a gosh dang loser. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead Try and hit that hardest. subscribe button. Yeah. Some, sometimes well, you, you just die from being a gosh dang loser. Yeah. You don't click subscribe enough times, you'll die. I, uh, I'll let you know. I've been thinking about it, actually, uh, just getting it back up. And I, I, I don't know what it would be about. or I, I don't love hearing myself talk that much, but maybe it's time. 
maybe it's time to unleash. Well, honestly, man. Uh, okay. Let me, let me, let me word it to you this way. And then I'll, then I'll, then, then I have just a couple more things and I'll send you home with a hot dog and a handshake. You okay. can, you can ride off into the sunset and go take care of the and guy who's helping hill. you out. Go I can help maybe... out, help out the guy who's helping. Help my helper friend guy. Help my helper friend. <laughs> but, but I think the idea of the platform is, uh, I, I think what fascinates me tons is I, I don't have kids. I know I don't know if I ever do want kids, but uh, I, I do know that I like the opportunity to be a role model to a different, like a younger generation, if not my same generation. If I can find words that will help somebody change the way they think about stuff and maybe apply it to them and and maybe make their life a little different, better, their outlook a little yeah. different. Um, and whether, whether that all comes now or like after I've passed and people come back and listen to the episodes. I, I think that it's, it's really neat to have the on the record journey where, um, you know, if I'm not here, the people who love me can come back and listen to, yeah. Yeah. listen to what I, what my, my real self was like. So I think that when I hear about you only doing five episodes and now you have a 12 year old daughter, soon she's going to, you know, she, she's going to be a, a, an adult person. With, yeah, she's with, close already. Right. So like the, the record of like, I can find out the, I can find out the stuff about my dad, like from the things that he's got out there publicly, but this is such a personal level. Like yeah. this is such a personal level for her to like have that, have that for when, you know, maybe you guys move away from each other. Maybe, you know, she's at college or something and just, I think it would be, it'd be a neat timestamp for her to understand. Speaking of that, I do this segment on the show that I call audio time travel, right? Cool. So in, let's say 20 years from now. Right. So, uh, 2041, 2041. Right? I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'll be so, 42. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, so where, wherever you are, you, you know, your daughter's going to be 20 years old or two, uh, wherever you are, if you're not here, whatever, who knows, you know, who knows if I'm going to be here, if you're going to be here, but you have this opportunity right now. To be speaking right to oh, Lula, 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 yeah, Lula. You're oh, speaking right to Lula, right now in twenty and, years. But you're speaking to the twenty forty one version of her. This is the audio time travel. I am so disappointed. So when you talk, <laughs> that's the, that's the message you're leaving her. I'm disappointed in you. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you. What have you done? Look at look around. What what is that? I don't. <laughs> Bless you, face just. You sneezed. Um, time capsule. Oh man, what would I tell her? Glad you made it, buddy. That's half of it, right? Getting to, she would be in twenty years. She'll be thirty-two, thirty-two. Dude, that's the that's the prime podcast listening age. <laughs> She's smack dab in the. 
perfect demo. And here she is looking through all these old podcasts for the message that her dad left her before he blew up himself. Absolutely, man. That's the, that's that's what fascinates me so much. I, I get tons of pleasure out of thinking about the fact that like someone someone is seriously going to go back and research what you've done because they love you and they care about you and they want to know who you truly are. Yeah, that's true. Totally. So every every right now is a is a, is in the in the future. Every right now from this point on is in the future. So yeah. anyone hearing this is hearing it in the future. Even though it was right now for us. Even even though for right now, it was us. It was our right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's another that's another thing I, I constantly say. And please steal it, use it, apply it. Okay. If you would give me credit, cool, if not whatevs. But yeah. I always say so many people waste an incredible amount of right nows on right nows that have already happened and they can't get back. That's so true, man. Please use what that I, if you want to use it. What did we just see? I, I just watched uh, little kids <laughs> crawling around the hill. Like, get out of here. You can't play Goat Simulator. What the heck's wrong? Um, dang it. We just watched a movie that was all about that. Like... I can never remember, dude. Shot. Memory shot. No stories. Can't can't share anything. Forget it. Well, here's the here's the thing. You should have the opportunity to have your voice re- while you remember the things. Say ah. it into say it into a a recording device yeah. so that later on you can be like Oh, I forget that. Oh, well, you know what? I said it on a podcast. Oh, let me go I back and refer- listen. <laughs> yeah, you I can, can reference. You can reference it. You can reference it. <laughs> I'll have to reference that. I forgot it again. Referencing, forgetting. <laughs> quote mode, end quote mode. <laughs> so, Hypothetically, this is this is the way I uh, the way I wrap it up. And I mean, you you, cool. you might uh, you might know this. I don't know I do. if, you, if you've listened. Yeah, I've been waiting. <laughs> so hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. Yes, this has been your first episode of Evolving with George Basil, the pilot yes. episode. Now, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, you wrap up a little pretty bow of what life lessons you can take away from this conversation and from any conversation that can make you evolve to a better version of yourself tomorrow that you or a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. Yeah. Great. And then at the end, just to keep it silly. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself and each other or take care of yourself or take care of your mother. Just to keep it real silly at the end. You do your best Alf impression and say, hey, Willie. <laughs> oh, I miss Alf, dude. Okay. Final thought. Wasting the right nows that we have right now will only make you look like a loser when you're dead. And dying from losing right now is about the dumbest thing a loser could do.
And with that, <laughs> like the the Bill Burr bit when he was like, he was like, no, we're gonna die the asshole. Like people have nothing to say at your funeral. He always ironed his shirts. He paid his bills. He paid his bills on time. He's he a Bill Pants son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that guy too. Uh, and then, hey Willie, <laughs> that was a great one. That was Isn't the best one so far. Thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate it. Cats. I want. I want to make sure. I want to make sure I say to you, I'm yeah. happy to be a resource to you in any way that I could possibly be. Thanks. So, man. Uh, yeah. excuse me. If if you need a friend, if you need it, if you need a chat, if you need a resource, if you want to uh, get together and talking about any podcasts or anything, if you want to like cool. sit down and write some jokes and want to do try to do stand up, we can work on that together. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, a pro comedian. I'm not an established pro, and I don't have a big name yet. But, yet. <laughs> but, but here it comes. But I'm, I'm very willing to help you, and I, I hope that yeah. I hope that you take me up on any of that. I hope Thanks, that I can man. be a resource. I've... That if if you know maybe you maybe you want contact information for somebody that I might know that could connect you to something that's cool. Absolutely, I want to connect you to something that's cool. Cool. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. And, uh, That's really kind of you. Happy, happy that we're friends now. Yeah, me too. And I, I'm going to let you know, I think I'm, I think you lit the fire to get me started on another podcast. I'll uh, update you. I, I really honestly, I hope all the time that when it comes, to, because dude, I, I don't have a gigantic following. I don't have... I don't have a, a mega audience. I don't have lots of downloads on my podcast. I don't have lots of YouTube subscribers. So asking somebody to do this is almost like I've just asked you for like tons of your time and tons of your effort to just hang out with me. And I'd hope at the end of it, all you'd get is like, dude, I really motivated you in some way. And then you could definitely at the end of it be like, wow, that was really something. That was really worth my time. That was really worth Absolutely. And it totally is, man. And thank you for having me again. It's like uh, pure positivity. So I appreciate it. You're evolving in the right direction. Sorry, I sorry I was so sniffly and sneezy. That's okay. Gosh dang ding dang allergies. That's all good. Next time you'll be it'll be when we'll do it again in the fall and you'll be like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I fine. No I got no problems. Yeah. Uh but, yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it. Just um, you know, Fucking happy as shit. Really, really oh, yeah. happy. I'm very, very <laughs> excited. And I I I uh, hope that in any way I can be a positive if dude, if I'm lighting a fire under you now or if I'm motivating yeah. you now, how how psyched am I to know that like we could be friends and I could do that yeah. all the time if you need. Yeah, hell yeah. So It'd be my first guest. I'm happy to be. Happy to be your first guest. <laughs> and uh you know, I'm just going to say, if I think I said it already, but if this is your first time checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, uh, please go back and listen to the other episodes. Or if not, just hit subscribe so that you get new episodes every time they post. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll get new episodes every Monday at noon Eastern. And, uh, you know, hit that, hit that comments and let me know you exist. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.